Okay, welcome back to the Cat Sounds Podcast. Got a big show, a very top-tier big show this week planned for you. Well, March is here, and that means spring is about to sprung. Okay, okay, stop. Nope, stop, stop. Um, we are not going to do an ad this week. Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry to harm Painman DDS, but I, I just can't do an ad this week. Um, I would instead like to take this time um, to offer an apology or a, an explanation or, or a comment. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Uh, last week's advertiser, the family of Laguna Beach, I realize has been in the news quite a bit. Um, John Deserka Bavarian, the, the leader of the family, uh, I think his job title is actually Overlord. Um, if you read the same expose, which I did anyway, obviously when I read that ad on the cat sounds podcast, I definitely didn't know anything about these, um, dozen women who have now what? Okay. 14, 14 women who have now come forward. I didn't know anything about any of that, nor would I say I know anything about it now. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with the state attorney general or the FBI. Um, I, I don't know. Nobody's been convicted of a crime yet, right? Listen, uh, I don't do background checks on these advertisers, okay? Somebody walks into a McDonald's and says they want a Big Mac. You think McDonald's asks, okay, do you happen to be a registered sex offender in New Mexico and Nevada? Well, I don't ask these people that either. Um, it's not really my department. It's not really anybody's department. These ads come to me via email. I give them a quote. Uh, I tell them how to make a payment. And if they make the payment, I read the goddamn ad. Okay. Podcasting is not hard, but it's not simple either. Sometimes people aren't who you thought they were. Okay. Or okay. Who you assumed they were or, or who you would have assumed they were if you had given any thought to it or whatever. Um, so if you want me to say, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Very sorry to 14 women and to all of the children involved. And yes, as I say that I do realize that some of the 14 women are children. I'm sorry. So, okay. Um, so oh, please, uh, if you're hearing this now, please ignore the ad from last week. Do not contact the family of Laguna Beach for any reason and do not go near their three acre secluded property and, and do not do, do not do any of that. Um, God, can we just move on with our lives in this podcast? OK, welcome back. Um, so this week, big show, a big thing we've never had on Cat Sounds before a guest. So right now. I want to welcome, joining us via Zoom from North Attleboro, Massachusetts, my brother, Sean McCauley. Welcome, Sean. Thanks. Uh, glad to be here with you. Well, Sean is actually my older brother, so I will let him speak for himself. Maybe you could start by, by telling uh, the audience just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I am 40 years old. 
So I'm officially an old fart. <laughs> I have two children who drive me up the fucking wall. Uh, got a house, proud to say that. I am a homeowner, sports fan, love the pets. Professionally, I am in sales. Uh, work on commission, and I'm not a millionaire, but I do fine. I sell Fords, primarily trucks, 150s through 650s, whatever you want, even if we got to order it. What, in your opinion, makes um, a Ford truck better than any other kind of a truck? Well, first and foremost, we're America's best-selling truck. We're America's best-selling vehicle, period. Forget it. Don't even try it. These trucks put you in the fucking emergency room. I imagine these trucks have put a lot of people in the emergency room. Okay, don't be smart. Move it along. Next topic. Okay, well, um, let's talk about parenting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, sure. So tell us about your kids. Uh, what, what's, what is their deal? Well, as you know, I got two of them. Mary is 11, love her to death, but I know she's about to start giving me heart attacks. But not just yet. For now, she's a good student, which, go figure, I never was, nor was her mother. She likes horses, mainly. And, uh, like I already said, I'm not a Kennedy, but she's had some lessons with horses, and I'm glad she has a hobby. These are, like, uh, horseback riding lessons? No. No, grooming. Grooming for horses. After school, she grooms the horses... And they say they'll get her on the horse sooner or later, when she's been there for a little while. But for now, they, they pay her a little bit under the table or whatever. Happy kid. So it's an after-school job. Yeah, whatever. That's what I said. Duh. Okay, and um, so you have another kid. Yeah, my son, Tommy. Uh, he is nine. Way bigger problem there. From like the break of day, this kid is a pain in my ass. I'm in that school for some reason or another, like two, three times a month, minimum. Or it's all on Zoom now, but he, he's still fucking up for God knows what reason. For what kind of stuff? Like, um, what what does he do? Well, actually, it's mostly shit that I think of as not that bad. Uh, you and I did shit, like, way worse than this. But these days, these teachers need to nitpick every little thing, and they act like he, they act like he isn't even in trouble. They say garbage like... We're concerned that Tommy is doing this. We're worried if Tommy keeps doing this, then this. You know, all that shit. Uh, like they're on Ricky Lake. Other times, I guess, yeah, he's done some shit that's pretty over the line. And you, you gotta say to him, stop. Cut it out. Cut the crap. You know what I mean. Stop being a little shit. But, like, what's one example of something he's done. What am I on fucking trial here? You know all this shit already. Why do you keep asking me these stupid questions? Okay, yeah, but this is a podcast and not everybody who listens to it will know the answers to my questions already. The only person who listens to your podcast is our fucking father because he's retired and learned how to use the iPhone. Can you just give us an example? Of something that Tommy's been in trouble for? Yeah, I think I understand where you're going. So, yeah, sure. Because Dad's the only one listening, I'll give you the example you're looking for. That make you happy? It would. Fine. Good. Good. Go on. I will. Then do it. So here goes. So, I was a real dummy in school. Like I told you. 
But like you and everybody else our age, I read a number of classic books. Uh, but they don't teach kids these books no more. For like, whatever. Because I don't know, they're offensive. Inappropriate. So most of these kids have never heard of them. But Thomas, he's a lot like my other child, Mary. He's pretty smart too. But he uses his smartness for evil. You know what I mean? So about a year ago, Thomas figures out in the school library that there were a lot of missing card catalog numbers where these formerly popular and now harmful books used to be. So somehow, I don't know how kids do shit online, whatever, he figured out which books were the books that had been removed from the school library. So he starts to order them on eBay. His mother let him. I did not have input on that decision, but I wouldn't have objected, neither. Because, whatever, you gotta be a pretty terrible parent to tell your kid he can't read books, right? Which was the book in question? As you know, Brian, it was The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. Total classic, or at least it used to be. But how about you let me finish the fucking story and stop interrupting me like you're fucking Jay Severin? Of course. That's all I want. Please tell the story. So Thomas gets a hold of the adventures of Huckleberry Finn. And he's a smart kid, like I said. Now, as you know, this is not a household where anybody would be encouraged or even allowed to say the N-word. Even in the fucking 80s and 90s, my parents would have smacked the shit out of you or I for saying that. I'm not a racist, and I do not tolerate racism. I got a good friend at work, Clyde, great guy. He is African-American. You know what I mean? Yeah, you tend to mention him anytime that this subject comes up. As I was saying, so, uh, anyway, a little backstory, right? Thomas, he went to camp in New Hampshire two summers ago, and there was a big blow-up over the N-word. Not Thomas, but a few other campers, these characters were from, uh, I guess, Brockton, were saying it. Whatever. They were caught and punished, but all the kids at this camp had to go to a seminar to learn about this word and why not to say it and, and whatever. And also, all the parents got a letter about this happening. That's how my money for this camp gets spent, but whatever. The point being, Thomas learned from the seminar, I guess, just how powerful this word could be. And of course, like I told you, uh, he's not the one who said it. He does not say it. But nevertheless, he recognized that this could that it could be very dangerous. You understand? So what did Tommy do with the book? Well, there's another boy in his class. His name is, and, and don't laugh, Swampskin. A lot of these kids uh, have stupid fucking names now. Her parents are both from out of state, came here for college, apparently, uh, and met at the beach. Uh, it's cute, right? Um, kids just call him Scuddy or, or Scotty. Uh, so he fits in, like he's not some yuppie freak. Anyway, Swampskit moved here two years ago from Newton so his mother could teach something at Dean College. I don't know what. His father is a psychologist. Uh, they had a small house in Newton. They got a big house here now. But anyway, Tommy, he fucking hates this kid like nothing I've ever seen. Swampskit does very well in school. He's a good student, a real overachiever, a real bookworm. 
Swampscott. I say, Thomas, take a fucking lesson from this kid. Because when you grow up, there ain't going to be no more jobs left selling FUD trucks. I'm not stupid. I realize that this is a true story from history, from the future of now. I say, kid, you get serious about school or you're going to wind up in some documentary about the fucking opioid epidemic. I'm not playing around. But he don't listen to me. And I don't, I don't even think this swamp's good is that bad. He's, he's nothing like these fucking psychos used to run around pissing in your lunch or super gluing live snakes to shit like when we were kids. Right. James and his brother is who you're referring to. Among others. But anyway, uh, my son Thomas, he just can't fucking stand this Scotty. And I think, uh, or, or I'm sure, that uh, this has something to do with social media. Like so many other things these days seem to do. So Squatty, he's got an Instagram account that's wicked popular. 25,000 followers. It's called Squatty's World of Books. And it's all for bragging. Uh, bragging all day long about all these fucking books he reads. I'm certain his mother pushes him to do this. Uh, herself, she's practically like the biggest fucking on Twitter. Uh, now that I'm going to have to bleep. Knock yourself out. But anyway, he's got this Instagram and it's all what he's reading now. What, what book is he talking about now? You know, apparently people have reached out to his mother about fucking brand partnerships. You believe that? Nine-year-old kid about to sign a fucking endorsement deal with Scholastic, some goddamn thing. But anyhow, Thomas, like I told you, he's a smart kid. So he goes to this squatty and he says... I've got the most amazing book you've never heard of. And since you're a big reader and everything, I thought you should borrow it. Thomas gives this kid, and you don't got to be Columbo to guess where I'm going with this, Mark Twain's The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Of course he did. Yeah, how about you produce a grandchild somewhere other than a fucking paper towel, and then you can pass judgment on my parenting. I, I wasn't. Really, please. Please continue. Sure. So, Scotty like I told you, is a big user of the internet. Big social media star, whatever. But the thing is, his parents are fucking overprotective. They got software on his tablet that senses the fucking internet. Won't let him find anything bad, disturbing, yada yada, you get it. So there's a lot of information online about Huckleberry Finn is a treasured American classic book, right? And also on the internet, they got a lot of information about how this is a very controversial book by the standards of, of 2020. But because of these internet filters Scotty's parents got on his device, he sees all the nice information, but none of the naughty information. You follow? I do. So all in one afternoon, Scotty dives into the world of Huckleberry Finn and falls in love with Mark Twain's gifted prose like so many young Americans who had gone before him. And what does he do? Well, as Scotty usually does with the books he reads, he takes pictures of his favorite pages and copies his favorite sentences and posts them to his Instagram story. So long story short, our boy Swampscott he shares the fucking N-word 
to the whole world on Instagram. He shared the N-word on Instagram. And Jesus, you would have thought an earthquake had hit this school. So began a nightmare for me of so many parent-teacher conferences and sit-downs and consultations with child psychiatrists and I could barely earn a goddamn living. But oh God, you should have heard this little Swampscott's parents. <laughs> he lost 8,000 followers. Give me a break, lady. I got a DUI in 2002, cost me $10,000, and I'm still paying more for insurance. What, do you want to rock, paper, scissors me for it? Beverly Cleary unfollowed him. She was a blue check mark. Yeah, my fucking probation officer had a blue check mark. Put it down on my record every time I passed a goddamn drug test. How about that, you fucking snob? I'm sure you get over losing Ramona from your fucking followers. I'm sure the mouse on the motorcycle had some racist parts. If you want to go back and read it now. Who's anybody to judge nobody? Am I right? Yeah, totally right. Don't be an asshole. What? I was I was agreeing with you. I heard the fucking tone. Hey, you watch it back there. I'll make this house into a pigsty. But yeah, anyway, uh, they suspended my kid over that and over a few things since then. Uh, yes, even while school has been remote, He's really upped his frickin' ante. Turning into a real discipline case, Thomas is. But whatever, I struggled too. So did I. Cest la vie, whatever. He'll straighten up and fly right, even if he's got a devil life drop him on his fucking head a dozen or so times. I'm not worried. So you have talked quite a bit about your kids, but you have not mentioned Teresa, their mother, very much. I wanted to explore that. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I want my audience to get the full 360-degree perspective on Sean McCauley. This is, um, like, This American Life. I don't know what that is. I just know you are a real fresh little shit. Always have been. This is a podcast. People ask questions on a podcast. I'm just asking questions. What if I ask some questions? That is not really the format of this interview. Well, what if I fucking make it the format? Look, Sean... I'm the host of this show. The audience knows me. I invited you here to talk about you, a person that they don't know. I ain't talking about those kind of questions. I'm talking about big, important questions. Okay, like what? Like how about what happened when they shut down vote counting for eight hours in Georgia with no explanation? I told you about this. I said there was one rule for this show, and I was not kidding. How about all the fucking dead people who voted in Arizona? There were none. Listen to me. You have to cut this shit out right now. Stop this is a real steel. show, Sean. Lock her up. Where we live Stop in reality. Steel. Joe Lock Biden is the president Stop because the he won steel. the fucking election. Lock her up. Stop the steal. Lock what the her up. What the Stop fuck the is the steel. matter with you? Lock Why her are up. you such a Stop fucking insane person? Lock her Our family up. was a normal family. Normal enough, at least. You have no excuse for turning out as a person who believes this shit. Where we go when we go all. Where we go when we go all. Okay, fuck it. This Where interview is over. And I won't see Where you at Thanksgiving. I'm not flying back. You pull this shit? How about that? How the fuck do you like that? Do you feel good? Do you feel like you've accomplished something? I got three words for you. Make America great again. Again.
Okay, well, uh, this is Brian. I'm recording this two days after the interview with my brother, Sean. That really slid off the rails pretty fast. I, I still have not spoken to my brother. Um, I don't have any plans to do so, at least not anytime soon. I I guess I can now kind of articulate why the format of, of the show is what it is and, and why we don't have guests, especially... Um, guests who are family members, you should never mix the professional with the personal. And, um, and when you do, you see results like this. Anyway, thanks for tuning into the Cat Sounds podcast. A big thank you to my brother, Sean. Um, thank you to, uh, Swampscott, uh, Mark Twain, and, and Keegan Chevrolet. A big thank you to Keegan Chevrolet. If you're looking for a truck in the Metro West Massachusetts area, please do visit Keegan Chevrolet. Our music, as always, is Matzah by Frogbelly and Symphony. Please do check them out on Bandcamp and at frogbellyandsymphony.com. I'll be back, still gearing up for the um, California State Bar Exam. So my time is tight between now and July, but I will try to get some more episodes out to you. Until then, uh, be well, stay safe, and of course, build back better.